everyone and welcome to BathCom, your weekly news catch-up at the University of Bath. This week it's brought to you by me, Millie Gibson, with Glenn and Lucy. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves and let us know what you've been up to this week. Thanks Millie. Um, I'm Glenn, uh, I'm the media officer at the University of Bath and a final year uh, management student. I haven't been up too much this week. It's been a week of, of coursework deadlines, having my head down and procrastinating. Um, taking regular nap breaks and, and that's been about it to be honest. Uh, I'm Lucy Atchison, I'm the news and comments editor at Bath Time, the university magazine. Um, it's actually been quite a busy week for me and mostly because uh, I've been attending all the Christian Union events week uh, which has actually been online this week. So Christian Union have been talking about the theme of hope this week which I think is definitely needed uh, during lockdown. And they've had talks every evening uh, by their speaker for the week who's Niv. And then there's also been inspirational uh, stories from students about finding faith, like second year Rachel Eddy, who gave a really amazing uh, chat about uh, hope in suffering, which was amazing. How about you, Millie? That sounds so nice. Um, yeah, I think we all need a bit of hope, don't we? And positive vibes. Now we're getting over the halfway hump of this lockdown. Um, for me, I mean, people who know me will be exhausted by me saying this again, but the crown, oh my goodness, like, unreal, it's been getting me through the week, um, I haven't even watched that much yet, I've done quite well to ration myself, but um, yeah, I would thoroughly recommend for some excellent entertainment, a bit of politics, history, yeah, wonderful stuff. Yeah, I'm um, shamelessly saying that I binge watched all 10 episodes of The Crown in about three days this week, but I got all my work done, so it's fine, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right, so on this week's episode, we'll, as always, we'll be covering what you need to know from what's been going on in Bath and at the uni this week, from the serious to the silly. On today's episode, we have some news about going home for Christmas. Then Lucy's going to chat to us about the fact that the University of Bath has been designated a University of Sanctuary and what that means. Then Glenn has some news for us from some research which has ranked Bath as the number one university experience in the country. So that'll be interesting to hear about. And uh, finally, I have some news about some festive news um, to keep you hanging until the end. We have a few a few fun surprise stories up our sleeve as well. So, I'll get cracking with this mass testing. As you might be aware, last Friday the STU held a Q&A session online, obviously. So, uni are planning to set up two mass asymptomatic testing facilities, one being on Dartmouth Avenue in Oldfield and one on campus. With the idea being that over the long term, anyone who wants to would be able to get tested weekly and know their COVID status, which is really exciting news. They can pick up asymptomatic virus, which would, you know, otherwise be undetected, which is really helpful because it means that you can reduce the overall infection rate. You know, if you find those people and they'll stay inside and do what they need to do, as well as reducing unnecessary isolation. For example, if your housemate um, has been in close contact, you would be able to get a test and therefore know your status and perhaps reduce isolating where you don't need to. The particular idea for Christmas is that, so they plan for the centres to open on the 30th of November, which at the time of recording is in just 10 days. 
And the idea is that anyone who wants to could be tested before you go home for Christmas. So they said that if you wanted to leave on a Friday, you could book your time slots on the online portal for the Monday and the Thursday. They're both free, you know, take a few minutes and results apparently come back within 24 hours or usually much sooner. Uh, And if they both come back negative, then you'd be clear to travel home. The government are pushing a student travel window, as they call it, of the 3rd to the 9th of December, um, to try and encourage as many students as possible to travel in that window, um, having had their two negative tests. But if your test comes back positive, then the whole idea with those dates is that you still have time to isolate for two weeks um, in Bath or, you know, wherever your university city is and still make it home for Christmas. However, it was quite interesting that um, in the Q&A, the SU were really emphasising that this is a strong recommendation from the government. I think there was quite a lot of concern from students that they'd be forced to be tested, they'd be, you know, dictated to when they can and can't leave Bath. Um, but, yeah, the university were really emphasising that they actually they have no powers granted to them by government and, in fact, no interest in forcing people to stay, to leave, to get tested, to not get tested. It's all voluntary. And free, of course, I should say that. And they were saying that, you know, if anyone has flights booked, etc., then they wouldn't, you know, encourage people to change those necessarily. However, there is a big caveat to all of this, which underpins the whole premise, which is that this testing thing is dependent on Bath being selected for the government's national programme. So it's not just uni of Bath thing, the government are trying to set it up nationwide. And they said they will roll it out initially in high prevalence areas. But, you know, what is a high prevalence area? That's still to be confirmed. And supposedly that was meant to be, we were meant to find out about that this week. No news yet, but yeah, Bath Time will have the latest view as soon as we hear anything. If they're not selected by the government, the uni did actually say on like Q&A that they will set up their own equivalent, but it wouldn't be up and running until at least 2021. So... All of this fanfare about Christmas could well come to nothing. Um, it all just depends on this announcement from government, which seems to have gone quite quiet. You know, I'd be I'd be surprised and really impressed if it's up and running in 10 days' time to go from nothing to testing thousands of students. Um, I don't know. I remain optimistic, but perhaps with a pinch of realism. I'm not sure. Amazing if it can get set up. Um, what do you guys think? I'm not so sure about this one. I think it, it's brilliant news and it's brilliant that it's there for everyone that wants to use it. But I think personally, um, it'll be interesting to you whether you guys plan on actually using the system or not. Um, I, I've got deadlines up until the, the 14th and it's like an eight or nine hour drive for me to get home. So I can't really afford to take that day out um, before those deadlines to get home. So that kind of government travel window just doesn't work for me. I can't see it working for a lot of final year students. The testing thing, um, if it comes off, um, brilliant news. It means that I can leave um, safe in the knowledge that um, you know I won't be infecting my family when I go home and put on their lives at risk. I um, think for me, actually, because I'm a second year, so I don't have loads and loads of deadlines um, right up until Christmas, it will actually work quite well for me, the travel window. So uh, I think that my last in-person teaching sessions on 
the fourth and so I'm hoping to go home on the fifth so I can like slot right in there which works very well and yeah obviously I would love to get tested before I go home um just to be able to reassure my family and friends that I'm not bringing anything back but um Equally, while, of course, you can be asymptomatic, I sort of feel as though I'm in the position because my house have been isolating for, you know, however long during lockdown and none of us have seen anyone even for walks um, outside of our household. Um, I feel as though that we are already quite safe in the knowledge that we don't have the virus. So I feel like it, it definitely will be good and it, it's primarily going to be about students um, being able to almost prove to their families that they haven't got anything as opposed to um, reassuring themselves because I think that we probably know whether or not during this lockdown we have or haven't been following guidance. Yeah it's worth mentioning IPT as you did Lucy um, because obviously term is scheduled to end on the 11th of December and um, uni have confirmed that's still the case but they've been told by government that any face-to-face -face teaching um, needs to have needs to be finished on Tuesday the 8th yeah to allow for the student travel window so yeah but uni have said all you know online lectures online seminars will keep going until Friday the 11th but in-person teaching will finish a few days earlier as they've been told to do by government it's been interesting talking to friends about this I think one theory I've heard among people is that um you know what government really don't want is lockdown to end in England on the 2nd of December and then students go wild like they see all this um house parties pop up all over the place um that's speculation I've heard from friends that you know that's what they're trying to avoid it's lots of socializing so they want to ship everyone home as soon as lockdown ends um to reduce those risks which is of course you know useful for people to um go back safely to see friends and family yeah, I think that, that's 100% what's going on. They want us to come out of lockdown or stay in lockdown and, until we go home. And um, that makes sense, given the position that we're in. But I don't think we should ever have been in this position. I don't think you, you know, I don't think I'm going out on a limb when I say that universities shouldn't have invited students back and shouldn't have asked, you know, we shouldn't have been asked to come back to Bath. Um, any any first year students that have been in lockdown, and there was, there was plenty of them. And, and, and we're digging into that as Bath time. We're looking into, you know, how many of those students spent two weeks in isolation, um, if not longer, um, in in that first part of term in um, October. Um, anyone who was in isolation then took two weeks out of um, non-lockdown time to then go into a month of lockdown um, to then be shipped home before any Christmas meals or even, you know, a nice mulled wine from... Um, one of the um, sheds at the Christmas market or ice skating on the ice rink um, in Bath. It really hasn't been, it just hasn't been anything of the student experience that we've, we've wanted this year, um, yet we've been forced to pay the same price to come back to Bath. Um, so it makes sense given the position that we're in that we need to be shipped home. But it, 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 for me, and I think for a lot of people, it took the last hope of enjoyment out of this semester. I'll be interested to see how many people leave during that period. Um, I think quite a few haven't made their their mind up just yet and their plans. Like you say, there are quite a few deadlines, exams at the end of term. Um, but that's among my final year circle. Um, I think from hearing from a couple of freshers, you know, as you said, they've had a really rough one. Um, and, you know, for a lot of them, 
no, it depends um, how far home is from Bath. Um, but typically, you know, people might pop home for a weekend, midterm, in reading week maybe, um, and they just haven't had that, like, you know, for the vast majority of freshers, they've been here since September and they haven't seen anyone from home since. So I think, I imagine quite a few of them are going to be ready to go home early December. Um, yeah, because they've really put in a shift this term. So we're breaking up our regular run of news stories this week um, with a few uh, funny, quirky, different stories um, that we've each we've each picked one, and we haven't told each other uh, what what those stories are. So so here's mine. Um, so from the mirror this week, uh, we discovered that then pop sensation Robbie Williams uh, was abducted by aliens in 1989, and that's according to Russ Kellett, uh, a UFO researcher from Bingley in Yorkshire. Uh, so Russ claims that bold 10-foot aliens uh, abducted him and Robbie before pre- preparing them for an alien military mission. Uh, he insists that the story is not unique, and more people than you'd think have had such experiences. Uh, he, he even has a book coming out with more details. And that's spooky, right? Um, <laughs> but maybe some of those alien experimentations um, explain Robbie Williams' haircuts um, in the early noughties. <laughs> Who knows? So that was found in the mirrors. Um, weird and quirky section. Um, I don't think I want to ever venture into that part of that website ever, ever again. Um, I hope he's successful with his book. I mean, I might actually give it a read just either for some deep, insightful knowledge into um, UFOs or just for like a sort of light-hearted read. <laughs> I want to see it go either way at this point. I have no idea whether it's going to be um, fictional non-fiction <laughs> <laughs> well that's it that's a big question i don't know whether well i know i'm definitely questioning this guy's sanity but i'm what i'm also questioning is the, the editorial standards at the mirror <laughs> to publish that story um as if it was anything worthwhile but uh amusing anyway feels like we're playing would i like you glenn with that that story <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so anyway that was that Um, So moving on, uh, we have some really, actually really positive news that the university um, will receive help and support from uh, the University of Sanctuary Charities who work to help refugees and asylum seekers. Uh, The University of Bath provides 18 scholarships for undergraduate and postgraduate students, as well as wellbeing support and then also career advice, and has now been recognised for its efforts in welcoming refugees and displaced peoples into the community. uh, Bath in 2017 introduced the Marie Morley Sanctuary Scholarship, which provided two postgraduate taught sanctuary scholarships open to asylum seekers in the UK. And these scholarships are worth more than £15,000. Um, additionally, the contributions uh, for the scholarships come from the Students' Union and the local branch of the University and College Union. Um, in 2019, uh, the UCU actually voted to increase their uh, donation into this fund. Um, so it is essentially funded by staff at the University of Bath, which is amazing. Um, the University of Sanctuary uh, logo now means that Bath will uh, be helping learn about how to uh, welcome refugees and asylum seekers into the community, how to promote themselves as a University of Sanctuary, and also to share what they've learned and any opportunities within the wider community to encourage more uh, universities to take on the role so I think that's really positive news what do you guys think about it yeah that's really nice isn't it um 
particularly heartwarming the bit about the ECU. Like it shows my ignorance. I had very little idea that Bath is so good at ref- at welcoming these people. And yeah, particularly nice that it's you know staff lecturers um, themselves who are contributing it out of their own pocket, as we understand it, to offer these scholarships. Some of these scholarships. Um, yeah, definitely. It was brilliant news and, and nice to see that kind of announcement from, from the university and, and to kind of recognise that work that they've been doing and that the SU and the UCU have been doing to, to fund that place. Um, I, I'm assuming there's, there's more um, scholarships available than the um, Maria Morley one. Um, so yeah, all great stuff. Um, I think it's particularly good as well because I remember last year, around this time actually, uh, lots of the lecturers uh, I don't know about your department, but yeah, my department, all of my lecturers were on strike uh, about pay, uh, which obviously is very serious and shouldn't be taken lightly. And I think that just goes to show the giving nature of um, the university community, that even lecturers who uh, don't believe that they're being paid enough or on very difficult contracts or don't have uh, job security or pensions or anything like that um, are still so passionate about what they do and still so passionate about sharing um, their love of knowledge that they're donating so much money to help support people through our university. So I'm really, really pleased with it. And it, it makes me, yeah, as you say, Millie, I didn't know about it, but it makes me so happy. Yeah, I was shocked to learn that the UCU were capable of something other than those strikes. So. <laughs> right, it's my turn to take the mic with my, my surprise story. <laughs> right, this one is a bit of a, a developing story, you could say. Um, so this week, Lidl announced the release of their very own Christmas jumper. And it's not just any Christmas jumper. Like, I'd say the Lidl theme is there throughout. I mean, it literally has a logo on. It's pretty garish, um, very festive patterns. Um, and I mentioned this for our Bath audience because everyone knows Lidl on the lower Bristol Road is an absolute institution of Oldfield Park life. You know, this year we've got no bars, no clubs, so Lidl is about as exciting as it gets on a weekend this year. Um, and it's actually been through a bit of drama, I think. We spotted a, there was a fire there on a Saturday night a few weeks ago, but it seems to have bounced back, no issues there. Um, so the jumper is released next Thursday, the 26th of November. So. I say this at the risk of sounding like we're sponsored by Lidl. <laughs> That's a dream. Um, but if you want to grab one, it's just $7.99. Apparently it comes in sizes small to extra, extra large. Lots of festive cheer. Um, and yeah, you're sorted if you ever want a, a little fancy dress costume for the future as well. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll make a reporting mission to um, our local Lidl, see if I can see it. Um, yeah, I wonder if it'll be flying off the shelves. Who knows? <laughs> that's so exciting. And that's also a really good price. I mean, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but it's just come into my head. Maybe we should make our um, podcast uniform, even though no one's going to see it. <laughs> like, we should wear the little um, jumper with pride every time we record the podcast. But no, I really love that. That's really good. Yeah, go little. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I think we love a little bit, a little, little bit, a little. I shouldn't have went for that sentence. That was an awful plan. Um, but yeah, Millie, expecting a, a full review there of that um, little Christmas jumper, seven ninety nine. What a bargain! Mm. 
yeah. I hope it's not itchy. That would be for me. That's game over. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like you say, Lucy. Surely, surely, if we were wearing it, chatting about it, if they ever want a student partnership, we're here. Give us a good, good twenty percent discount for us and our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bargains on bargains. <laughs> Right, yeah. So if anyone, if any listeners check them out or have them or have strong opinions, let us know. Always keen for a two-way conversation. <laughs> right. What do we have next then? We have um, a fairly interesting story. Um, so let's kick off. So the University of Bath um, is the best. Uh, engineering university in the country apparently uh, for student satisfaction and graduate prospects according to a new report uh, and you might be questioning uh, who published that report was it the complete university guide the times or the guardian uh, well you'd all be wrong uh, it was actually go compare uh, the insurance company uh, remember the, the big guy that sings a lot it was that guy um, so the report took responses from the national student survey uh, and league tables from both the Times uh, and the Guardian and others uh, and concluded that Bath scored uh, the best um, amongst engineering universities indoors. Uh, so it scored 69% in student satisfaction and 87% in graduate outcomes, um, beating um, Loughborough, UCL, uh, Warwick and everyone else in there. Uh, so published on Somerset Live, um, regardless of the, the credibility of the survey, uh, that news sparked unsurprising um, anger from some of our lovely residents in Bath. Uh, <laughs> replying to that statement, uh, replying to the statement in the news article, uh, students just cannot get enough of the city. Commenters were, were quick and uh, came back with a quite witty, witty response that the city has certainly had enough of them. Uh, and they also felt it necessary to chat about the perceived threat that students pose to the city. Um, yeah, which is really a shock to anyone. But uh, regardless, um, more high rankings, um, wherever they come from, is good news for us, I think, even if they're from Go Compare. <laughs> Do you guys have any thoughts about that? Can't believe you didn't take the opportunity to sing it for us, so everyone knows. Not at this time in the morning, Millie. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, good news. Um, there is a lot of engineering at Bath, isn't there? I'd be interested to hear what the percentages of the total student population, but there seems to be a lot. Like, in a structurally... Is it the Faculty of Engineering and then HSS, which is Humanities and Social Sciences, and then Management? Is that right? Um, I think you're you missing the actual sciences one there, really. Oh. Uh, typical yeah. politics student. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's one of four. Um, so we are, yeah, we're a big engineering university. Um, architecture can, can fit in there as well. Uh, I think these guys were specifically looking at engineering uh, universities that offer engineering um, or degrees that relate to manufacturing in the automotive industry. So I'm not sure whether they'll have looked at other architecture universities, but anywhere that offered some kind of engineering degree uh, was lumped in there. Uh, Cambridge and Oxford and a lot of other good universities weren't there, but we, we beat everyone else. Um, so good news, I guess. Yeah, that is really exciting. I always love hearing things like that just because I um, think the sort of internal rivalry between universities and everyone always brings up things like oh well we beat you in bucks or like oh well we were better than you in the league tables well go compare thinks that we are the best so you've got to believe it <laughs> no arguing with that no arguing at all 
it's niche, isn't it? Manufacturing engineering degrees, but we'll take it. If it I think if there's any niche for Bath, that's, that's going to be Bath. Yeah, so I've, um, I don't know why, I always come across these sort of like silly things. I think it might just be my um, department. Uh, so this week, Polis has found a new unlikely hero. Second year student Madeline Truby has received recognition from her course mates for consistently saving them when lecturers ask questions about the work. So in online lectures, um, quite often we'll have Q&A sessions and everyone, I mean, I say everyone, this is from personal experience, I usually end up dozing off a little bit because I have no idea what anyone's saying and I'm not 100% sure about the course content um but Madeline is absolutely amazing she comes in every single time answers all of their questions saves us when we're sitting there in utter silence not knowing what to say um and so in our uh, big wide politics uh, and international relations group chat memes words of praise and virtual thanks have been sent to Maddie um, after she spent in particular an hour answering questions on Tuesday while the rest of the cohort sat there confused and somewhat bemused about what was going on. Um, I have a couple of quotes from the students so George called Maddie a hero, Kenza said that Maddie actually makes the lectures interesting and Clement said that she thinks that Maddie is her guardian angel. Um, she's saving college students every day, so you better hope that you have Madeline Truby on one of your optional modules next semester, because she is the queen of answering Q and A's. <laughs> a big shout out to Maddie. <laughs> yeah, what a savior. We don't have anyone like that in management. Um, I think we all just doze off or log out the second the questions asked. But uh, <laughs> fair get on Maddie. Is she the so in that hour? Is she the only one who? She was the only person and it's, I hate to say it, but it is not an infrequent occurrence. She is very engaged with students anyway. Um, she's in a few of my modules and like she's always very proactive in like even asking questions about course content. Um, but yeah, this was a particularly special one because no one had anything to say at all. And she managed to keep our lovely lecturer uh, slash professor um in a gripping conversation about i think it was ngos so yeah over an hour so well done maddie <laughs> some people might not be ready for this they might not like this but i have some festive cheer to spread so this week the bath Abbey choir released a new christmas album featuring 21 festive classics including favourites such as Hark the Herald, Away in a Manger and Gaudete, which is um, perhaps niche, but a choral classic. It's available to stream on Spotify and online, or of course, if you prefer a retro CD, then uh, apparently you can buy those if you want to support the choir and the Abbey financially. Um, yeah, we don't know what Christmas celebrations will look like this year, do we? Um, and... I'm, I'm doubtful that the university's carol concert will go ahead, but if you want a bit of local festive cheer in your in your student house, then um, I would recommend it. It's a lovely way to enjoy the music from home and get in the mood. We're only a couple of weeks in the end of term. I think it's acceptable. Um, and we had some more good festive news, the turning on of the Christmas lights in Bath last night. Um, there was no big, no big spectacular you know pressing of the button and turning them on i looked on the council website apparently they just would be on by 4 30 p.m which is unfortunately obviously when it gets dark which is so early 
Um, but yeah, the famous tree by the Abbey, lots of lights. That's something to do on a dark evening. Go and have a little stroll through town and enjoy the lights. That's so nice. I've just had, a, um, again, another idea. I don't know whether it's good or not. I think it's quite nice. I might um, to pretend that Christmas, the Christmas market is happening this year to pretend like Christmas parties aren't cancelled and everything's still going ahead. I think I'll take some time out at some point this weekend to go and walk around Bath, plug in my earphones, listen to the lovely new album and just admire the lights. I think that would be quite a nice way to try and like, you know, it connects with Bath, whether we're staying in Bath for Christmas or not, whether you're staying in Bath for Christmas or not. Um, it's just a really nice way, I think, to, um, you know, remember the city in its finest moments when it's lovely and busy and there are people going around the Christmas markets and obviously with our gorgeous Abbey too. So, yeah, I think that's really, really nice and um, uh, quite timely as well because um, it looks like you weren't going to have a piece of uh, Bath with us this Christmas but I think we might be able to save it just a little bit with that album. Sweet, yeah, Bath's a magical place at Christmas, I'm, I'm really gonna, I think we already feel like we're missing out, um, Millie there's clearly a, a theme in your stories here, you're pining for Christmas a little bit this year? No Christmas tree pun intended? Sounds good, we have, we have our little tree up, maybe it gives the landlord an extra start but there was a nice like Christmas tree and baubles in the cupboard under the stairs so that's gone up, that's been up for like a week. <laughs> We just got bored of a of a Tuesday afternoon, and we were like, "Come on, bring a little cheer." <laughs> and so I'm all for it. Although I'm sad, I never um, first and second year, I never thought to go to the um, Carol concert. Yeah. It is amazing. I love that Carol concert. Honestly, I'm really sorry. I don't want to rub it in, but like last year, I went, and it was just so brilliant. The funniest thing about it was I was with a friend who um, I'm not going to mention him by name. <laughs> He has the an absolutely awful singing voice. Like he was so out of tune and so just it was like the contrast between like the beautiful sound of the choir and then him singing was unbelievable. But it just made the whole thing so special. And I think there are probably about three rows of people whose shoulders were just like going up and down, all sniggering, because we were all singing and his voice was so loud that it was just making us laugh. But yeah, it was such a re- it was such a memorable thing and honestly one of my favourite um memories from first year I had such a great time maybe I'll come back for it then or, or perhaps out of season but if this is over before you know before graduation then I'd be keen for a May equivalent yeah I'm absolutely <laughs> for it anything anything to hear those beautiful voices again and the not so beautiful voice next to me <laughs> hello thanks for making it to the end of this week's bath bomb I hope you've enjoyed our company, whatever you're up to. As always, if you have any thoughts or reactions to this week's news or the episode, please do get in touch with us via Bath Time on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Or you could send us an email at su-media-officer at bath.ac.uk. And if you hear of anything going on that you think we should chat about next week, then please do let us know. We're very friendly people, I promise. Equally, if our ramblings sound like fun and you'd like to get involved with student media, then we would really love to have you. And we're always open to new members, whatever your interests are. So speak soon and have a lovely week. Bye.